Hello, this is Randy Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. Hi, this is Cole, and from our house, we bring you the House of Dracula this week. And welcome back, Cole. And welcome back. I am here in person. That's right. For the first time in forever. Feeling healthy. That's good. First time in forever. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I'm back in a very decked out for Christmas tide house. Yes. And this is Beth, and I am going to be talking about the Hallmark Christmas movies. It's giving you some fun facts. Now, it's funny to me because I said decked out for Christmas tide, and you rolled your eyes, but then you were like, I am talking about Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> I, was I don't actually, know, it seems like you don't, you're not sure how you feel about this situation. I was actually not rolling my eyes about the Christmas, um, getting the Christmas trees decked out and things like that. We've been doing, working on that this week. I just looked up at the chandelier oh above us, yep. and your father has that round... That's what I was pointing at. ...huge, ridiculous... Santa head. Santa head. Yep. I love uh, it. Yes. And then this is Sydney, and I will be talking about the holiday markets in the Washington, D.C. area. Very fun, and we do have a lot of holiday happenings, as always, in November. Lots of places begin their Christmas activities, and yesterday... It's a holiday happening time of year. It is. It, it is. That's is. right. Uh, Beth, Sydney, and I went to the Northern Virginia Christmas Market, as we do every year. It's usually the second weekend in November, and it's a big craft show focused on Christmas primarily. A lot of different artisans, yep. a lot of different things there, really fun. Mm-hmm. You can often find some really unique things. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. like that. It's in Northern Virginia in Chantilly at the Dallas Expo Center. Yes. And this year it was a little different, including this year I've only been there twice. Yeah. And last year it was very crowded and the rows of the artisans were very narrow. Yep. And this That's year, the norm. and it's packed, and it's packed, like yeah, just incredibly packed. Yes. Well, that this... doesn't sound COVID <laughs> safe as right. So this year, um, as we were walking in, Dad and I noticed that not only did they say masks were required, but it suggested that people stay ten feet apart, which I don't really. Yeah. Yeah, that would be hard. But yes. but the rows were much wider. Oh my goodness. So nice. And there were several I'd say there was half the number of vendors, so it wasn't even right. though there was the same space. Yes. Yeah. So there was a lot of wide open space. So I'd say generally, other than the super popular vendors, it generally was pretty open. You could right. avoid people pretty well. You could. And I noticed there was one area that I wanted one little booth that I wanted to go see, and there just seemed to be a lot of people around and Sydney and I are on the smaller side, so it was just, just really tall girl. She just was blocking everything I wanted to see. Apparently, she loved the same things I did. So we just kept going, and I came back. And then there was no one there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can just wait it out. Right, you can exactly. just go away and come back another time. Yeah. Rather than trying to get around people, or especially at this time with the COVID, trying to, you know... Yeah, and even though there was less vendors, it still was a really good mix of things. It was. Like, they had, uh, they always have a lot of jewelry. They have a lot of decorations, like ceramics and homemade wood crafting stuff. Things, wood yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, metals, like a... Pottery. Yeah, just yeah. a lot of different things. The metal stuff is always really cool to me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it is, like, hand-welded exactly. or, yeah. like, or, hammered out. Yeah. Forged. So, forged. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, the place that we got our... Wind time from, it was hand-forged. Right, last year. Yeah. And I saw that he was there this year he again. Was, yeah. And some of the same vendors come every year, 
and some don't. Like you might find something you love one year and think, oh good, next year I'll get it for this person, this person, and this person because we really ended up liking it. Well, can't always count on that. And Beth and I have been doing this for years and we always go to Uncle Julio's restaurant, which is a Mexican restaurant nearby. So we did that again yesterday. So that's always lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's our reward. You know, for fun. After we have fun. (laughs) I was not with you guys to the uh, the Christmas market. I did not know it was happening. Did not receive an invitation. <laughs> because we knew you already had plans. Yes, I was I was busy moving furniture around yesterday. But after that, we did head up to the mall in the nearby larger city and check out all the fun because it is decked out for Christmas now too. Probably playing Christmas music over the playing speakers. Playing Christmas right? music over the speakers. Classic, as yeah. soon as we go into somewhere like JC Penney, they're just bulbs and Christmas trees and everything hanging from every which way. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got my inspiration from. Department stores. (laughs) Department stores. my house. That's, I mean, that's a great, (laughs) department stores know what's up as far as decorating goes. They know how to go over the top. Now, our decorations are a little more eclectic than a department store. Not completely themed to one Right. We don't, have, one, we don't we have, have several moon themes. brand ornaments hanging from yet. Yeah. Like you'd see JCPenney ornaments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, but it was so fun to finally see all the, well, finally. Christmas stuff has kind of been <laughs> out and around for a little while now. But to see the Christmas stuff now. And I picked up a few kind of little decorations. I'm really looking for a way to set up lights outside. In my house, I don't have any outside outlets. Which seems like it would be kind of against code, but... Yeah, you know, it's an older house, It's yeah. an older house, so I'm figuring out a way to feed a cord out so that I can get all those classy blow-up characters. <laughs> yeah, and, that mom loves so much. Yep. That I refuse to have in my yard. And uh, <laughs> multicolored flickering lights. and Again, which Brandy's not allowed to have. All those things which I was denied <laughs> as a... Uh, as a child through my Christmas. That's right. As you were growing just, up, you were... And I'm just binging on them now. I know. You were forced to have white lights outside of your house. Okay, there are a billion white lights, but yes. clearly that wasn't enough. And there's, like, runway lights all yep. down oh, the driveway. Yep. Yeah. And he goes up the tree trunk. He, Randy, has a lot of lights going up the tree trunk. We live in a pine forest. But no lights yet. I have to figure out how to do that. For now, I just picked up a sparkly little snowman decoration for my <laughs> mantle and some red, white, and green tissue paper. For Onyx? For my cat, who yep. I constantly have tissue paper down for because it is her favorite thing in the world. So during Halloween, I had black, purple, and orange Tissue Good paper, idea. and now I have Christmas <laughs> tissue paper for her. Well, we had friends here last week, the Kincaids, who we did the interview with last weekend. That's they right. were here till Tuesday, and they left uh, on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, actually Tuesday afternoon, I took down all the fall things <laughs> and yeah. put them away, and then started putting up Christmas things. So we have, I'd say, ninety percent, eighty, ninety percent of the inside done. I haven't done the outside at all because I haven't had time to work on the lights downstairs first. I don't know. There's a few things missing. Christmas Village. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's 80-90%. Mm-hmm. I got the village Probably to put like up. 80, yeah. yeah. And then there's the, the nativity. nativity yeah. The big nativity that Sydney we sets up. three of our indoor trees on the first floor completely decorated thanks to Beth and Sydney. Well, and I do want to mention this is my first time ever putting lights on a tree. So I never have but I've always looked and observe dad doing yeah, it. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. They look very good. 
We still have uh, the upstairs two trees. They're up. I just have to put lights on them so we can decorate them. And then the outside cat's tree. <laughs> we need to uh, for our put lights on. on for our brothers. feral cat that right. we take care of. The feral cat we've had for, what, 12 years or so? If she's yeah. allowed to have colored lights on the back porch. Yes, she is. Because no one can see it from the, from the road. <laughs> yes. But our friends uh, left on Tuesday, and it was fun to interview the Kincaids last weekend, and hear about their Christmases. Uh, they left and are now in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and have sent some information, just talking about how much snow they got and how pretty it is, and they sent some pictures. Yeah. Holly said that it snowed overnight, so when she sent pictures, it was just this beautiful blanket of snow, but I think they would have liked more. Yeah, they were hoping for, I think, like feet of snow, maybe? Well, I don't know <laughs> feet, but probably more than three inches. Yeah, maybe. Some thick Colorado snow is what they were yeah. looking for. But the good thing about Colorado is it's cold enough that those three inches are probably going to stay for a while. Unlike Virginia, where you get three inches and you can't count That's on true. that stay. It'll long. probably be those three inches and then it'll snow again. Exactly. Back up on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So our backyard is now at the point mid November that the oak leaves have fallen oh tons of them a lot of them have not all of them but the so fun back portion of our backyard it's a little bit away from the house is just a blanket of oak leaves so it's so fun that's that's the time of year when we would have you know gathered them up in a big pile when we had a dog or um, the kids were little and the kids and you know but the dog would just run into the big yeah (laughs) he we have some Fantastic pictures of him, yeah. just having the time of his life yeah. in piles of leaves. Yeah. yeah, you should bring some into the house for Onyx. Maybe she would like a pile of leaves. I am certain that she would like a pile of leaves. <laughs> Not certain that they would are very wrapping nice. paper esque in their uh, yeah. crunchiness right. between her paws. Yes, exactly. Yes, Unfortunately, it brings bugs too. Yeah. Well, and it goes. Every, they disintegrate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the big thing. If they dry out, and you'd have little leaf. Pieces everywhere. I don't think any bugs would make it far. No. She's a very predatory oh, little cat. That's good. Yeah, yeah. She eats the red dot that you from the laser. Right. She tries. Yes. To, she, she's a special girl. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. Sometimes she thinks she gets it. Too. Air yep. quote. She eats it. <laughs> she's one of those cats that you can make the red dot disappear as she puts her paw on it, and she'll lift her paw to see if she got it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, a very fun holiday happening, not the most fun because all of these are fun, but a very fun one is two weeks from today, when oh. this podcast comes out, we will be in Disney Yay! for our Disney family vacation together. Yay! Disney yeah, family Christmas, Christmas vacation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Disney family Christmas. So we're just hoping that the COVID thing it's doesn't affect so long. the trip at all. Since I've been to Disney. And we can How get down there. It it's been two months. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, the family went for me. Yeah. The family yeah. went last year at Halloween. Right. So this year we'll be going to uh, As a family. Christmas season. There won't be the parties, there won't be the fireworks and right. some of the bigger gathering things, but they have kind of compensated that. But we'll share that um, later on in our yeah. Um, yeah. year. And as I shared when I went to Disney, there's definitely comparable amounts of stuff to Other enjoy. Things, yeah. yeah. Well, we just love Disney. Yes. So, it's just it's so fun just no matter what. So, being there is going to be Being yeah. there, having the family together. So, where do we all always want to be for Thanksgiving? Home, home. In the house with a lot of people who are very close to us. Maybe some strange faces as, you know, we get together with family. That's true. And family you don't family's know as much, got right? its own little quirks. <laughs> True. So from 
our House of Oddities to the House of Dracula, I'm sure that they have plenty of Thanksgivings. I could not find a movie monstrous Thanksgiving special. Oh, wow. Well, that would be me, hard. Which made me sad uh, because I really wanted to finish off the series but also loop it into what's going on right now. But it seems like uh, all of our listeners are going to just get a little continuation of Halloween here as I wrap up with the House of Dracula. There you go. So the House of Dracula is a 1945 monster crossover film released by, of course, Universal Pictures, because these are the Universal Monsters, and it features the three most popular monsters. Any guesses? Frankenstein. Dracula. Frankenstein's Dracula. monster. Dracula. Frankenstein's monster and the mommy. mommy. Mm-mm. Um, Werewolf. Werewolf. Wolfman. Yep. Wolfman. Wolfman was wildly popular at the time, as well as Frankenstein's monster and Dracula, which is interesting because in these movies, I realize, because we make the mistake of calling Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein. Right, yeah. In these movies, they actually don't make that mistake. They always call it Frankenstein's monster. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was Way to be that. accurate. <laughs> so, Frankenstein's monster, played by Glenn Strange. Count Dracula, played by John Carradine. And The Wolfman, played by Lon Chaney Jr., feature in this film. Now, the film advertises somewhat misleadingly as having five terrifying monsters. Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the wolfman, the mad scientist, who's not like a character, he's just a scientist. Oh, who monsters like ask for things. Oh. <laughs> uh, because over the course of the movie, Dracula decides that he wants to become human, so he asks the doctor for help. Dr. Edelman for help. That's the mad not scientist. Julian. <laughs> football player. That's a football, yep. That's a joke. I, As you guys were talking about that, I looked out of the corner of my eye and I thought, is somebody on our back porch? And I looked over and it was our, we had this big windstorm coming through and our Christmas tree out there, the feral cat's Christmas tree, just went, woo, fell over, boom. No, she probably so you, don't, you don't have it lodged yet? Not yet, no. <laughs> um, so hopefully it was not knocked over by a mad scientist. I don't think so. Unless he created the windstorm. He could have. Unless he, he became invisible. Science, right. is very, <laughs> science is very loosey-goosey in these kinds <laughs> of, <laughs> of movies. Uh, but the mad scientist is not very mad. But he is advertised as one of these five terrifying monsters. The mm. last terrifying monster is the Hunchback. Not the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Just... A creepy Hunchback? No, just the doctor has an assistant who happens to be a Hunchback. Oh. She plays no role in the plot. Oh, but she's one of wow. five terrifying monsters. They're really overplayed that, She's uh, also not, like, hideous. Hmm. She's just, like, a regular-looking lady with a hunched back. Okay, Weird. interesting. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That was out of nowhere. But it seems like most of the crossovers are the various Abbott and Costello <laughs> yes, movies. that's right. Because there are a million of these. Frankenstein meets Abbott and Costello... Dracula meets Abbott and Costello, Abbott and Costello and the Wolfman, That's and then they come back. The Wolfman and Abbott and Costello return, and all these <laughs> kinds of... They were very popular, clearly, at the time. Wow, yes. yeah. But the House of Dracula actually follows the House of Frankenstein, which was a previous film, and kind of follows the plot, does not kind of follow the plot. 
Dracula and the Wolfman both died in the previous movie, and they're here without any explanation. Well, we can just assume it's, that... It's probably a multiverse situation. It's, it's probably, yeah. except for the fact that Frankenstein's monster was buried in a mudslide in the last movie, and they find him in that mudslide in this one. Okay. Okay, so some <laughs> of the things... So there's some, are, they're picking and choosing their continuity yeah. on this. Yeah. People don't seem to care, because it is... Five. Five comparably <laughs> terrifying monsters. <laughs> but Count Dracula arrives at Dr. Edelman's castle and asks to be made into human with his science. Okay. And Dr. Edelman agrees because it is a experiment of science to test his own, you know, that like trope of scientists agreeing to do stupid things because right. it's for science. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Then, later... The Wolfman appears at the castle and asks Dr. Edelman to turn him from Wolfman into human. Oh, so there's a whole human thing happening So there's here. a whole human thing happening oh, here. It's definitely human. not the same plot recycled for multiple monsters. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be boring. Lawrence Talbot, the Wolfman, who is played by the same actor as the original Wolfman, which there's I appreciate. Yeah, because yep. Dracula is played by a drastically different looking actor. Hmm. Much thinner okay. and sort of less... Presence. Less menacing. Yeah. Hmm. In terms of Dracula's with a lot of presence and intimidation, it's hard to match Bella Lugosi's original Dracula for having that air of sophistication and power about him. I think really we might have another great Dracula until Christopher Lee would take up the mantle of Dracula with his, of course, British poise and... Amazing voice. Charismatic, thunderous voice yeah. uh, in the 1970s Hammer Horror, where they could do all those effects with, you know, the red eyes and making him all kinds of sophistication and power there. So there's a few not-so-big winners of Dracula's in between Bela Lugosi and uh, Sir Christopher Lee. Yes, there were. But the rest of the actors I found to be great Lots of fun. Frankenstein's monster is always a, a good time. The Wolfman is denied. Oh. Because the doctor's already working on this exact situation <laughs> for another monster. Right. So like he can't be bothered with the second. But the full moon is coming, so the Wolfman asks to be locked away in prison. Oh, okay. Because he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Because he cares. Because he cares. <laughs> and e everybody's like... You know, there's no Wolfman. I don't know what you're talking about. That's all myth. And as they're talking about this, the full moon rises in the background, and he turns into the Wolfman in front of them, which is, I will note, a first in these movies. Any Wolfman movie before this, half the movie is spent trying to convince people he is the Wolfman. Okay. That's so funny. So this really cuts to the chase, which <laughs> I appreciated, yeah. personally. Saves a lot of time. I was like, oh no... Spend more of the movie trying to convince them that you're the Wolfman. Yeah. But they're like, whoa, you're the Wolfman. Of course, the Wolfman escapes. The Wolfman has to escape. Yeah, it's just... He the reveals it's himself the, of the things. things. It's yeah, just, and goes. these are things, how things happen. This is the way. In these monsters. <laughs> As we all know, <laughs> in terms of Universal right. Monster movies, the Wolfman escapes, this is the way. That's right. <laughs> and goes through a rampage and runs out through, into the woods... And Dr. Edelman is like, ooh, interesting. He's actually a wolf man. 
I'm going to forget about Dracula, and I want to help you now. Oh, yeah, because that's smart. That's smart, yeah. <laughs> that's what you so want to do to Dracula. the wolfman runs and jumps into the water off a cliff. Dr. Edelman follows him, and they both get washed into a cave where they find, in mud, continuity from the last one, oh. Frankenstein's monster. So Dr. Edelman jumps off the cliff, too? Oh, well, no, he, he goes around. Oh, okay, that's good, good. Yeah. That's that makes That makes more sense. The wolfman, on impulse, I guess, right. decided to jump off the cliff. Sure, yeah. This is the way. Right. <laughs> and in the course of what all scientists must do, again, not any really reason, just this is the way, when a scientist finds Frankenstein's monster and it is not revived, they must revive him. Right. Because that would be like... Because science. Rule. Yeah. Science. What should we do? And yeah. also the hunchback is like there in the background. Let's wake him up. But terrifying, but not terrifying. <laughs> right, yeah. Unrelated to the plot. Right. So they revive Frankenstein's monster. Dracula falls in love. I don't know, just once Dr. Edelman's assistant, who's this pretty woman. The hunchback? No, no, a different assistant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he has multiple He has two assistants, assistants Okay. Yeah. Not the hunchback. That would have been a sweet story, though. I know. I'm like, he sees past. But Dracula's like, if I'm still a vampire, I can enthrall you. So I want to be a vampire still. Oh, okay. It was really just like a little, like maybe a little impulse thing. He was like, I don't want to be a vampire anymore. But then it was like, now I still want to be a vampire. Right. Yeah. You're very beautiful. You're mine. You're mine. mine. I will ignore the Uh, other uh, assistant. uh. (laughs) The other assistant (laughs) is terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> Edelman Again, rude. <laughs> decides that he can cure Dracula with a blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. From his own blood. Cool, cool. Science. Science. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does it, like, needle into him, needle into Dracula. Wait, I thought Dracula didn't want it anymore. We're getting to that. Okay. okay. Because Dracula sneakily reverses the process. <gasps> so Dr. Edelman is infused with Dracula's blood. What? What's going to happen now? Oh, no. He begins to react to Dracula's blood and becomes evil. He no longer casts a reflection in the mirror, and he sees strange visions of himself performing unspeakable acts. Oh no. Did they speak of them? As he awakens, his face is changed to reflect his evil nature. Wow. That that just gives no room at all for vampires to be anything but evil. But it doesn't sound like Dracula was evil. Oh no, Dracula's evil. Okay. He's always evil. He's always evil. All right. Edelman performs his operation on Talbot, explaining that lycanthropy, werewolfism, is because of certain pressures on the brain when one sees the full moon, uh, which makes hormones react in your body. Oh, the science, science, science. The science, science. science. For some reason, they tried to explain it. (laughs) Right, right. This was 1945? Yes. So, less was known back then, so you could kind of make a play for it. Yeah. which cause you to grow hair and teeth. And right. Star Trek battle. Which is All true, yeah. Yeah. but not to the werewolf degree. Levels, yeah. <laughs> now, the wolfman does kind of look like, he's got kind of like this little doggy nose, but other than that, he does look just like a very furry person. Okay. With oh, yeah. sharp teeth. So you could maybe pull that off. Right. he doesn't grow a wolf snout. Right. Anything that's like conventionally werewolf-esque as we would know it today. Right. So that could be... The wolfman is really the fur man. Right. The pointy teeth fur man. The pointy teeth fur man. (laughs) Yes. Talbot is cured by the operation, but Edelman, the mad doctor now, because he's 
evil. Right, he's all vampire Turns into his evil self, revives Frankenstein's monster, but the monster is very weak. The hunchback, woman, assistant, is horrified by Edelman's evil transformation, and Edelman breaks her neck and tosses her body into the cave. Oh. But she was one of five terrifying monsters. I know. She has a terrifying task of being the only one Uh, with the brain. The red shirt. Yeah, the red shirt. Yeah. Um, Of course, a couple of, I don't want to say pedestrians, but humans involved, because there was a couple of normal people involved in this, go and lead the townspeople in... A mob. There you go. With the fire and, and tor- pitchforks. Pitchforks. Yeah. Yep. And fun. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's Beauty of the Beast, there's a song involved. Right. He'll come Probably stalking us yet, at though. night. Yeah. Are we to sacrifice our children to his monstrous appetites? Right. Right. They lead them all to the castle. The police attack Frankenstein's monster, but he subdues him. Edelman kills a couple of the people with, well, he kills one of the guys with accidental electrocution. Talbot, the former wolfman, shoots Edelman dead. Oh, wait. Um, I guess he's not. I guess he's not a full vampire. Okay, he's just vampire esque. Okay. And then Talbot traps the monster under some fallen shelving. A fire breaks out, and the townspeople flee the burning castle as the roof collapses on the monster. And Dracula just left at some point. Okay. Dracula just peaced out. Dracula is not like really there around for the finale. Yeah, because he doesn't want, you know, the whole ending thing to happen. He's smarter. Yeah. Yeah. It goes kind of, I'd say, I'd say it starts off with Edelman kind of being the main character and then the Wolfman Talbot, especially after he is cured of his werewolfism. Right. Is kind of the hero at the end who shoots the mad scientist, traps the monster, escapes the, because he was always the, the sympathetic character. Right. Because he never asked for his the evil to come upon him and right. always tried to keep himself away from all and, of that. And he wanted to be human. Right, and he wanted to be human. He's kind of the uh, anti-invisible man. Exactly. Who went on his killing spree and right. yeah. I want power and men to bow before me. Right. He just... He just wanted to be a nice guy. He wants love and he for just people to be, to be safe. Yeah, for people to be safe. <laughs> yeah, that is the opposite. <laughs> uh, so... The House of Frankenstein and the House of Dracula are still trying to be scary, fun, action-esque movies. They are not... They are gimmicky in places, as all of these movies are, but it's not like Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman gimmicky. Right, yeah. They're not supposed to be comedies. But when we all come together for Thanksgiving, we can be very dysfunctional, and this house was certainly very dysfunctional. <laughs> yes, true. indeed. I mean, they burned the house down. Uh, they burn the house Literally down, so... Literally yeah. burn the house down, yes. So I hope you... that your family does not burn the house down this Thanksgiving. That's right. And hopefully are a little less monster-esque as we close out this Universal Monster Movies series. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Colin. Hopefully, you know, if you did experience some House of Dracula-esque activities for your Thanksgiving, please let us know. I know. That please would be, do. yeah. <laughs> if there are any mobs, pitchforks, and torches... <laughs> Um, with let, music. With music. That's right. Let us know and then run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily in that order. You can, after the fact, tell right. us about it. Right. Speaking of families and tradition and fun, I'm going to talk a little bit, give you some fun facts about the Hallmark Christmas movies. They are wonderful. We love them. They are an escapism. Most of them have a formula that we come to rely on. 
But there may be some things you didn't know about it. Most of the movies are shot in Canada. There's a huge windstorm going on as we're dust. recording this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, and this is the, we usually get a couple of these windstorms that blow the pine straw off of the all the pine trees we have. And then it also blows a lot of those oak leaves that we were talking about earlier yeah. into the neighbor's yards. Or into the woods beyond <laughs> Into us. the woods, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking out right now and we have, as we've said many times, we live in a pine forest. Those pine trees, they're bendy. Yeah, they're very bendy. And they are just whipping around. Yeah, and they're like 50 feet tall, so they're no, not no, no. small. No, they're a lot taller they're than 50 feet now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels like we're in a snow globe. Yeah. Of <laughs> a pine straw. A pine straw, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. Getting back to the Hallmark Christmas movies, most of them are shot in Canada in the summer, which is interesting. They're going to take about two to three weeks to make each Hallmark Christmas movie. That seems unlikely. I imagine it would take so long just for the writing of these plots. Right? They're, they're so, so complicated. Awesome. The average budget for a Hallmark movie is $2 million for each one. Snow, and I found this to be fascinating. Snow cannot be a plot of the movie. So why is that? Is it because like you have no control over it? No. No, it is, a, it is a decision they've made. Oh, that they've made, That really? Hallmark has made. It can never be, well, we get snow. Okay. Snow is a must during these movies. That's interesting. I wonder yeah. if it's because, like, you always want there to be Right, a snow. snowy. There yeah. must be snow. It's kind of like so. decorations. There must be decorations. Right. Yes. Now, snow can be part of the plot. But can't be the right. driving, right. like whether or not you're going to have snow can't be a driving portion of the plot. Right. Like a snowstorm can block the right. roadways to right. keep you into a but city. But there or must a... be a snowstorm. Right. But well, there must, there, there must be snow. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because you're trying to get the snow in Canada, which is a colder place, but it's a summer. Not in summer. So, yeah. yeah. So... You know, I was thinking, how do they do that? How do they make how the do snow? How do they do it? So, they use a variety of tricks to simulate snowfall, including snow blankets that mimic the real thing when laid out, foam, commercial replica snow, crushed limestones, ice shavings, and then if there's close-ups with the actors, they may use soapy bubbles. And we've talked about Disney using Snope. Snope. That's right. Yes. And so, it's that kind of thing. So, the typical budget for snow per movie is $50,000. Oh, wow. It would be cheap to, at some point, say, oh, I wish it would snow this year. I wonder if it's going to, or we've had such a warm... But, nope, they're not going to do it. So, it's interesting. In the 40s, they used to use cornflakes painted white as snow. Yes. But they were too crunchy. Right. So... It's a Wonderful Life, one of the movies made in the 40s, the director, Frank Capra, he decided to experiment with other things to make it less crunchy to walk on. So it's those, all those different effects have their origins back in the 40s. Yeah. And you think they just pour some milk on it. <laughs> so with the white paint? <laughs> I mean, cornflakes get soggy really fast. <laughs> that would take care of that crunch. <laughs> and have a very interesting history if anyone wants to check that out. This the um history of cornflakes. The history of cornflakes. Oh, interesting. So that's a little of the preliminary things. I'm going to move on to a couple more things. These are all Christmas movies, so you're not going to hear people passing on the street saying "Happy Holidays." They're always going to be saying "Merry Christmas." Another must. 
No, thank you, Cole. These are more generalizations. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is going to happen in every one of them. But as you watch these movies, they are Christmas movies. They're made Mm -hmm. to be Christmas movies. The male lead is usually a brunette. Now, we've seen some, some blondes come into this, but usually brunettes. And as I was reading this, I thought, that's true, mm-hmm. as I was researching it. And usually with the body of a lumberjack. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, or if they're royal, they can be smaller but wiry. Yes. <laughs> if there's some kissing about to happen before the last five minutes of the show... It will be interrupted. <laughs> yes. Guaranteed. Now, when you watch other movies, like Lifetime and Up. Up Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. If I see kissing before the last five minutes, like if I come in and don't really know you know, what the movie's about, and I see kissing, I know that's not Hallmark. Yeah. Yep. No, we don't do that. Just almost kisses. Exactly. Right. Interrupting kisses a lot yes, of times. Yes, interrupting kisses. What is the little phrase for it? The almost mm-hmm. is it almost kisses? I think it's almost kiss. Yeah. There's often a Christmas tree related drama or scene about obtaining a real Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of those in there. A lot of Christmas tree farms, Christmas tree like lots, lots thank you. Christmas tree lots, that's right. In this in this one article it was really funny. It said you only find one good friend or sibling because they really don't have time for multiple supporting actors with backstories. That's right. That's right. You need to keep it focused, people. That's, yeah. That is true, though. A yeah. lot of times they'll have like a best friend. Maybe the best friend will have a husband and kids who are like right, clearly supportive, but not exactly in any kind of role. Yeah. Right. Like if Other in the than, credits, it's like best friend's husband would be yeah. what they right. listed as. Yeah. Right. And way back um, several years ago, at least, uh, we used to laugh because you would see Folgers in the Hallmark movies. Now, this was years ago. They don't do it anymore. Yeah. But Folgers was a big sponsor. Yes. So you would see that red plastic container. With the advertisement on the front exactly. towards the camera. Right. And, and then they'd have their cup of hot With coffee. With two hands around two the hands cup. Two hands around and very happy yes. and satisfied. And like a little... <sighs> <sighs> yes. And the Folgers Christmas commercials were always very fun. Yes. They were always very homey anyway. So yes. it matched well. It did. But it was so funny because we would be like, when are we going to see the Folgers thing? <laughs> it doesn't do that anymore. But it is really funny. Every now and again you'll see it. Yeah, if you watch the older ones you will. Yeah. There's often an endearing child, usually belonging to one of the two leads. Yes. Yeah. Usually an adorable little girl. Right. Right. Sometimes, sometimes a little a, boy, a but little boy. but more yeah, little girls seem to be mm-hmm. especially yeah. endearing. In a lot of them, you'll see an elderly angel or Santa or elf character. I think it's more Santa. It's more it sa- really, even is. if yeah. it is an angel, he usually looks like Santa. That's right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Big be- I feel like beards are a big thing for yep. older men being jolly in some way. Yeah, like right. a father Christmas like even kind if, of looks. Even sometimes. if it's not an angel or a Santa, just a mentor with a big beard. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Opposites often attract. Usually a Christmas-loving person reminding a Christmas-hating person why the season is so wonderful. But often the Christmas-hating person really loves Christmas but had a bad experience. They just experience. don't know. Or they had a bad experience. Right. Or they're or a business person. <laughs> That's right. Business people remember, busy. this is reminding yes. them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Hallmark romanticizes small towns. Oh, yeah. Which what? is, everyone loves that about them, right? And the one thing that I was researching, it made me laugh so hard because they said... But it also really doesn't understand big cities. 
A personal shopper with one client is not able to buy a new modern apartment rental in New York City. <laughs> they also, no. they have these, like, they're in New York City, and the apartment is, like, huge living room, like, four yeah. other rooms, right. apartment. Right, yeah, yeah. With, like, these quartz counters and, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, super yeah. nice. Now, keep in mind, these people are filming this in the, in so, the summer, um, right? And... One of the things said, these people really don't know how to dress for winter. Like, you'll sometimes see a woman getting ready for a Christmas dance or gala or whatever with a sleeveless dress on, and she's so beautiful. She'll just be walking outside in the snow, and you know that's freezing. You don't do that, right? You have to have a coat. It's cold, but in the middle of summer, it isn't. But I almost feel like that's a, a trope, not just in Hallmark, but in films as well. Because you'll see, like, women dressed in, like, these sleek gowns. Right. Just going out into... There's some ball in a castle in Switzerland in the Alps. And she'll just be going out, and I'm like, it is so high up. There must be so much wind. Yeah. And it has to be freezing. (laughs) Yes. So, so cold. But that's part of the suspending of disbelief. Mm -hmm. So, that's one of the things that we overlook, people. That's what we have to do. And Candace Cameron... Beret was saying once in one of the interviews that it's hard, takes a lot of energy because you are in the summer with coats on, hot and sweating, trying to pretend you're shivering. <laughs> like, there's a lot to that. So I could see why they would, you know, let some of this go a little bit and not wear those wool-heavy winter coats all the time. I can't even imagine. Those actors, I am... Really happy that they do what they do because I wouldn't be able to do that simply because of the heat. I will say that another trope that I've seen often, not all the time, it's probably not as common as the ones that you've just listed, but usually there is some sort of truck. Yeah. Red, green, Mm -hmm. and decorated, too, at some point in the movie. Decorated, maybe broken down and needing to be fixed. Right. Or their grandfather's truck. The small towns have, like, a farm nearby that they have to transport things to. Right, right, right. I thought those old trucks, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the truck crashes into something and knocks, like, the lead man who's up on a ladder over. (laughs) Or something. And he's like, whoa, but I'm okay. And And those those trucks are now very popular in decorations. They are, yes. And Christmas tree farms have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, um, yes, as like uh, picture opportunities. Yeah, yeah as photo, photo ops, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've become quite the um, Christmas it's like an icon. icon. Yeah. 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 And uh, another thing that can appear in some Hallmark movies are holiday markets yes. or fairs. Oh, That's true. yeah. Yes. Especially if they're Often. trying to save them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here are a few holiday markets in the Washington, D.C. area. So I'm taking this from Trip. Savvy.com. Sounds savvy. So this includes the Washington, D.C. area, Maryland, and Northern Virginia. So I'm just going to be talking about the D.C. and the Northern Virginia part. You can go on to Trip Savvy and look at the Maryland if you so desire. Holiday markets in Washington, D.C. So you have the downtown D.C. holiday market. The 2020 market is open November 20th through December 23rd from noon to 8 p.m. daily. Now, we were talking about this before we started the podcast with the new mandates and all that going on. Make sure, and if you're getting tickets for these or thinking about going to these, make sure to maybe call ahead or look on these websites just to see if anything has changed. As far as COVID right. restrictions. restrictions, yes. And it may be a little different depending on whether something is in 
technically Virginia or technically DC proper. Right. Because yep. diff- under different mandates for those two. Right. Absolutely. So this downtown DC holiday market is located on the sidewalks of F Street between 7th and 9th Street. Enjoy a unique seasonal marketplace in the Penn Quarter neighborhood. Find gift items for more than 180 exhibitors and artisans, including fine arts, crafts, jewelry, pottery, photography, clothing, prepared food, and more. They have a wide range of live local musicians and bands, jazz, swing, blues, bluegrass, and more. Wow, quite a variety. The next is the Hurick House Museum Christ Kindle Market. This market is typically located at the regional Hurick House Museum, just south of the DuPont Circle. Shoppers have two weeks to buy gift items such as jewelry, ceramics, chocolate, housewares, clothing, and more. However, the 2020 market is taking place virtually and opens for business beginning at noon on Black Friday, Mm. November 27th, when shoppers can begin to browse products and make purchases online. It runs until December 11th. And then you have the Swedish Christmas Bazaar. Sponsored by the Swedish Women's Educational Association and supported by the Embassy of Sweden, which is very interesting. So it's like official. Yeah. The bazaar features Swedish arts and crafts, crystal, textiles, artwork, books, decorations, and much more. Typically located at the House of Sweden near the Georgetown waterfront, the 2020 event is canceled, but you can still see businesses selling Swedish handcrafts highlighted on the event webpage to get your Scandinavian fix. It's just so interesting because of COVID-19, how much it's impacting artisans of different Christmas markets. I haven't heard of a number of these, so it's a good thing for planning for 2021 and beyond. Some of them sound really interesting. I'd love to see them. And some of them are still either going on or about to go on. Yeah. I mean, the one was virtual, which is a part of the fun about these markets is going and browsing. Right. So window it, shopping, yeah. Window shopping, exactly. well, and actually seeing what it looks like. Like right. a lot of times, the um, the people selling the merchandise will have it on. Like if it's mm-hmm. a clothing or jewelry or headband or yeah. whatever that may be, you can actually see it. Yeah, so you can, can see what it looks it. like. Yeah. Right. So then here are some holiday markets in Northern Virginia, and you will know at least one of these because oh. we talked about it previously: the Northern Virginia Christmas Market. Here we go. Held November 13th through 15, 2020 at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly. These arts and crafts market features Christmas collectibles and thousands of home decorating ideas for the holidays, which is true. Yeah, it's true. In 2020, you must buy tickets in advance online in order to go to this event. Mm-hmm. That's their way of controlling the amount of people there. Yeah. Previously, you would stand in a really long line. That's right. And they would actually, um, you'd get a dollar off if you brought canned food. So they actually did a canned food drive at the same time, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this year it was much easier to get in. Yeah, definitely. Because all we had to do was walk up and scan Mm -hmm. the electronic QR code. So the next is the holiday market at Del Rey Artisans. This showcase takes place at the Del Rey Artisans Gallery in Alexandria. Opens the first three weekends of December. The market offers unique handmade fine arts and crafts from 20 exhibitors, including pottery, ceramics, photography, jewelry, cloth, 
paper crafts, and glass with completely different artists exhibiting each weekend. Interesting. Yeah, so they like trade them out. The Leesburg Holiday Fine Arts and Crafts Show. The show takes place on December 5th outdoors at Freedom Park in Leesburg. Enjoy shopping over 20 local and regional artisans selling handmade items from candles, stained glass, carved wood, jewelry, leather products, table linens, and much more. The show is open to the public from 9 to 4. Again, double check on their website or call them about new mandates and such. I do like indoor ones. Mm-hmm. Although there's a certain fun, festive feel for outdoor ones, mm-hmm. too. It'd be nice to have indoor-outdoor ones where if the weather's right, right, you could go outside. Yeah. There are three others I was going to talk about. The Wakefield Park Holiday Art and Craft Show, the Herndon Holiday Arts and Craft Show, and the Northern Virginia Handcrafts Guild Show. However, all three have been canceled for 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these are still going on. Some of these are about to go on. So if you're interested, um, definitely look them up and see, you know, what the COVID restrictions are as well. It is said, though, that so many have been canceled uh, for 2020. But, yeah, just like Dad said, um, definitely check these out maybe for next year. Yeah, I think it's worth trying to fit in going to a market because the atmosphere is fun. It's very mm-hmm. Christmassy if you're looking to get in the Christmas mood. They were going – last year they started a brand-new market-slash-light festival in National Park in D.C. It was called Enchant Christmas. I think it's all virtual this year, but that's something to look for next year because it's within National Park itself. It's, so it's a big area, and they're hoping to get a mix of market, and then they have this huge walk-through light um, display that was really kind of cool looking online. Mm-hmm. And then we've had experiences like in Germany. We went on a Christmas cruise, well, Christmas time cruise in the rivers of Germany and went from city to city to the Christmas markets. And there's just so much fun. And they were completely outdoors, but the weather was really good for them generally. It was really It good. was so cold, but yeah. it was so fun. And yeah. it, everything was just so unique. And yeah. I was just thinking, I wish they would have a German market. Yes, somewhere here. nearby, yeah. Yeah. For the German gingerbread that actually doesn't yeah. have ginger in it. And just a bunch of things that we Which just really, really loved. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of lights, I forgot to mention a kind of holiday happening. Not necessarily a holiday happening, but something happening this weekend. Yesterday was the beginning of Diwali, which That's is right. the uh, Indian lights. festival of lights. That's right. And is one of the better known Indian holidays, along with Holly in May, the festival of colors. So to any of our uh, Indian listeners, I'm sure you are cleaning out your houses per the traditions. Spoke with one person celebrating Diwali and she said that she always throws away and buys new sheets. Oh, that's interesting. During the cleaning. So different little different, traditions. Right, for little traditions. People. So maybe you're throwing out your sheets. So. <laughs> that's right. Um, maybe not, but by the time this comes out, have had a happy and festive Diwali. Our future festivities are for the week of November 30th. November 30th is Cyber Monday. Still going to have Cyber Monday, even though a lot of the Black Friday deals end up being online. But uh, that's on November 30th. December 1st is National Day of Giving. December 2nd, National Mutt Day. December 3rd, Make a Gift Day. December 4th, Santa's List Day. This is the last opportunity to get onto the nice list, <laughs> December 4th. December 5th, International Ninja Day. It kind of went left there on the days. And then December 6th is 
St. Nicholas Day. You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at holiday underscore moons. On Instagram, we are at holiday moons, all one word. On Facebook, you can find us on Facebook group and our Facebook page by searching holiday moons in the search bar. And you can contact us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. And especially watch during this week when we release this episode because we'll be in Disney and we'll be posting on Instagram and Facebook. So for Randy, Cole, Beth, and Sydney, and Autumn, Merry Christmas!
Thank you.